multiple people here. And um, my prayer actually was, I always pray for God to have signs, wonders, and miracles or confirm his word. So I was actually thinking about asking prophetic people to get up and make declarations or proclamations. And so we heard prophetic people declare what God's heart's speaking. Because when we come to God with our, in our worship, we are bowing down and we are surrendering. And in that, you can hear him or there's a knowing and you just express it. So you might not actually hear his voice, but your heart heard something, your spirit heard. And so you're conveying. And so some people literally hear the voice of God in their heart, and some people just have a knowing, and they just express it. It's, there's such an ease with that. And that is from rest, because worship is rest. Every word that was spoken today is confirming every word that's in this message. That's like a double portion. I can't stop thinking about God when I look at this because it's all about our heart with God. It's all about bowing down. We bow down our heart to let go. He went to the cross. He took away our pain, our griefs, our sorrows. He made a divine exchange on the cross. But the thing is, after our salvation, sometimes we're still holding on to things and we don't know that we're holding on to them. And they hinder us. And they're strongholds. The first scripture that comes in the church there is God has not given you a spirit of fear. Do you know you can receive a spirit of fear? Marion talked about fear. You can receive it. Fear of loss, fear of death. So much fear because of so much loss. So much fear because of being so unloved, so undervalued, so not worthy. And so we can actually, and that happens again and again and again, and it attacks the heart. It's like a heart attack. It attacks the heart. And God's given us a new heart, and he's given us a new spirit, and he wants to heal those places that have been attacked. So when we come to him in our surrender, we come to him and we bow down low in our worship, and we're at rest because we know we can come as we are. We can come with fear. We can come broken. We can come frustrated. We can come lonely. We can come with whatever we've brought with us that we didn't even know. And sometimes he touches it in a season to say, do you know that you're carrying this? We talked about resting and do not be afraid. So this is the season to do not be afraid, to let go of fear. Because love is coming in. When Mark Head was here, he's talking about God comes in. Love comes in. The seal of approval. You are sons and daughters of God. You've been approved. Well, guess what's going to come out? I feel disproved. I don't, I don't feel valuable. I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. I don't feel known. My heart hurts. My heart hurts. And then what happens is because of, because of fear in the garden, the first thing in the garden first thing in the garden we hear God's voice so we can hear God's voice through anybody and I was afraid and I hid in shame and when we stay there the result is to protect the heart I have to blame I have to blame those that have not heard me, seen me, known me. They haven't listened to my heart. They don't understand me. Instead of going right to God, see, we bow down. We go in this place of rest and worship. We bow down. We surrender. 
We surrender all those pains and those hurts. Those aren't from today. Those are things, they're part of our story. We all have a history, and it's his story, but his story got severely damaged in us in some ways. You can think, oh, no, my life's pretty good. I'm blessed. This, this is all good. No, there isn't anybody that doesn't have something in their heart that God wants to heal. He's given us a new heart and a new spirit, but we have strongholds in our mind of how we think. And there's always a lie attached to every wound. If you're in a season of feeling wounded, there's a lie there. And God, when you bow down and worship and you surrender your heart, talk about fear of being loved and you let him love you, he will take that away. He bore our griefs and our sins, and either he did or he didn't. Either we want to let go of those things or we hold on to them, and they become our identity. And then we want everybody to relate to us through our wound. But God relates to you where he just comes into that. He says, I bore that. Will you give it to me? Even the fear of man. Will you give that to me? So when I look at this, I see the cross, and I see us in God's hands, no matter how we come. We saw some white swans on the way here in the river, and I was looking at those swans, and my first thought was, though our sins be like scarlet, he washes us and makes us whiter than snow. He's not sin-focused. He's not blame-focused. He's not, I know what's wrong with you. He's like, here I am to take that. It's finished. It's done. I took that on the cross. I have a gift for you. I have a gift for you. you know, when we talk about worship, that's everything that Isaiah 61 is about. It's about putting on the garment of praise. And during communion today, I, I expect to hear God. Communion is, if I have communion with you, I expect to hear your heart. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I expect to hear where you are. I expect to hear what you're thinking. And so when I have communion with God, I expect to hear what he's thinking. And he just sang a song, happy days are here again. And at the beginning of the year, he said to me, cheer will cast out all fear and dread. See, worship is about rejoicing in the one in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your sorrow. And it's making the decision. You give him 10% like the tithe, he'll give you the other 90 he, you just give a little bit of cheer in your pain, in your sorrow. Just so I, I trust you. I trust you that you're, you're my portion. Joy's my portion, not fear and dread. You're my portion, and I'm just surrendering, and I'm saying yes to my portion. We've all had to do that. We, wherever our history is that we brought with us, we brought something with us to Jesus. He wants to, uh, God called me a history changer, and I was like, no, God, we're history. I've had a little argument with him. We're history makers. He says, no, you're a history changer because things are in people's history are going to come to the light. You're going to give them my counsel, which is light. My word is light. My word is truth. They're going to be free from that thing that bound them up, kept them in a stronghold, kept them from my fullness. And he says, they're going to have a new day today because they're letting go of something that they agreed with yesterday. So we have not been given a spirit of fear, but we have been given a spirit, Holy Spirit. We've given the spirit of love. We've been given the spirit of a sound mind. We've been given the spirit of power. We've been given threefold Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for our spirit, soul, and body. 
And so we just keep in that place. God has given, God has given. If you read his word, he says, I have given, I have given, I have given. He gave us his son. He freely, freely gives us all things. He doesn't say, oh, don't bring that to me, or oh, you better go back and hide that, or don't tell anybody. He goes, come to me and give that to me. I've given you my son. I'll freely give you all things. And when we look in Isaiah and we talk about the spirit of the Lord being upon us, he's a, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison door to those who are bound. Fear is being bound. It's torment. It's fear of people, it's fear of God's purpose isn't going to come, it's, it's fear like, like I, I have to do this, you don't have to do anything, Jesus has done it all on the cross. It's just receiving, we come here to receive today, we've come here with our yes, we've come here with our surrender, and our heart bows low, our, heart, our head goes down, our surrender goes down, but he lifts up our heart and he says, let me kiss that place, let me speak a word of truth into that that'll make you free that the bondage of your barren past is no longer the desolation of this day, but this is a new day, says the Lord. This is the new day. This is the day to let go of what was, and this is the day to speak and to receive of what is new. And the Lord says, I declare it. I declare it so, says the Lord. I declare it so, and I will not be thwarted, and I will not be mocked, but I will have my way to give my fullness of the new day to every person that's here. So all I look for, I look for those that say yes, I look for those that have a surrendered heart and know their need. Do you need me? That's what the Lord is saying today. Do you need me? He promises to meet all our needs according to his riches and glory. He promises. So it's, you know what it is? Little by little, we grow just like a tree, just like a child. It's little by little. I mean, we want the whole enchilada right now. We want complete freedom. We want to walk in the fullness of love. It's in us. We are the seed of Christ. His DNA is in us. It's been activated. Christ in us has been activated. But we just simply have to grow. And it's growing in love every day. It's communion. So today I heard his voice. And he said, happy days are here again. He said, there's no more sad times. No, no more gray skies. So long sad times. That's a good decoration. So long bad times. We are rid of you. <laughs> it's a new day. It's a day of salvation. Howdy gay times, How, say goodbye to gray times, that you are now a thing of the past. This is a new day, we are in a new covenant, and he say, saved his best wine till, come on Tamara, you know. He saved the best wine for now. It's never later, it's now. Every time we feast with him, every time we talk to him, he gives us a, a word of life. It's not for last. It's not someday. No, the wedding feast is now. He is our bridegroom and we are the bride. We are the voice of gladness and he's the voice of joy. He's happy with you. That's why he gives happy songs. But we're not happy with ourselves when there's sad times, bad times, painful times, sorrow times. And he says, that's okay. I'm the happy one. I'll come and sit in there with you. Because you know what we're practicing every morning? We're turning to the sun. The earth turns every day. But we're turning, the earth's turning to the sun. The sun never moves, never changes. Can't, God can't change his character, nature, way, power, authority. He is happy with all of us. Before you came to him, the day you came to him, and today. He's happy with you. He is not a behavior specialist. 
He is not a contract. He's covenant. He made the price. He paid the price. It's his sacrifice of love. He keeps it. We just enter in and we say yes. So, Lord, we're just here with our big yes. Let's say yes, God. Yes, 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 yes. Release your yes to God. Release your yes. He won't violate your no. He'll leave you where you are. Yes, 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 God. Yes, God. We say yes. Yes, 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 yes. Wait till you see the changes. All these testimonies that have been coming in this church have been through people's yes. Because yes is a surrender. I trust you. And, and you can even say, I, I was with a woman once, and um, she'd been betrayed by her husband. It was very, very painful for her. It was just like, she couldn't be any lower. She was suicidal. It was very hard. And um, I knew it. So I asked her to come to my house. And she came to my house, and we were sitting at the table. And <clears throat> so I was comforting her. And I'm, I'm so sorry this happened to you. It was total betrayal. And um, comforting her. And then, so about the second or third visit, I said to her, would you like to trust God? And she said, no. Uh, so I'm sitting at the table and I go, God, what do I do with that? She doesn't want to trust you. We trust his love, right? We trust him. Fear won't trust, though. Doubt and unbelief won't trust. The Pharisees and the Sadducees couldn't come into Christ because they didn't trust God. Uh, so I'm like, Lord, what do I do with that? He said, would you tell her I'll wait until she's ready? Isn't he amazing? And she did. She was in this great big gilded bird cage. It went like from here to heaven. And she was in it. And I saw her in it. And the door was open. All she had to do was walk out of fear. All she had to do was walk out and trust that he'd heal the sorrow and the pain. He would heal the betrayal. He would heal the loss. So that's how good God is. And so he'll meet every one of us today where we are. He'll, he'll heal us. He doesn't say, don't come to me with your fears. He says, bring them, admit them, admit them, admit your fears. And so this is about praise. When we put on the garment of praise, it says in my Bible, it says it's a piece of clothing. So it's Holy Spirit. And you can't take off uh, the garments of Holy Spirit. You can't take off your sevenfold weapons of warfare. We, we don't take off Holy Spirit at night, go to bed, and wake up and put our armor on. <laughs> we are one with God, and he is our armor 24-7. He doesn't dis decide that, he, that there is no protection in the night and the darkness. If you're going through a dark valley, you've got your armor on, no matter how dark it is. He calls it a garment of praise, and it says... And it leaves no opening for hostile elements. Have you gone through any bullying? We had a little girl at the beginning of the year that was bullied. And she gave a wonderful testimony. And I sat with her for about half an hour and talked to her and listened to her heart. She was being completely bullied by one person who took every single friend and stood across from her like this, all of them, and then looked at her and taunted and teased her and tormented her. That's really cruel. But you know where God led her to? She did, she just childlike faith. She made a divine exchange. I said, we, we talked about Jesus and the cross and the blood. And you weren't born to be bullied. You were born to be loved. We just talked about everything. And, and, she, and she said why she was talking to me. She said, they hate me. I don't want to hate them. Amen. That's a little girl being bullied. I mean, and it's cruel, right? 
And she said, I don't want to hate them. I'm really mad, and I don't want to be mad. She said, you would be mad too. I would be mad too. It's called a normal reaction. It's called a reality, but there is a greater reality when you make a divine exchange that God can take those emotions that try to drive your bus. Emotions and feelings try to drive your bus, and they always have a lie attached to them. Fear will always be attached to emotions and feelings. And, she, and I said to her, would you like to give it to Jesus? Because he bore that on the cross. He bore our griefs and our sorrows. Because that really, really, really hurts. That's so painful. I just can't imagine what you've been through. I, I, I don't even know the depth of your pain right now. And I said to her, but you know Jesus, don't you? And she said, yes. Would you like to give this to Jesus? And she said, yes. And she did. This is what Isaiah 61 is all about. She gave it to Jesus, and I said, well, Jesus always gives a gift. What gift is he giving you? I said, look in your hand, because whatever he put in your hand, he is put in your heart. It took her uh, like a minute or two. It felt like 10 for me. And she said, happiness. See, bullies aren't happy with you, because you can never do anything right. They just want to conform you, make, make you who they are. But she had happiness put into her heart, into her spirit. Can you imagine being a young child that whenever anybody bullied you for the rest of your life, it's too late, God's happy with me. Yeah, I'm not perfect, and I don't do it your way, but I am who I am. My daddy's happy with me. My daddy's happy with me on sad days. Oh, wait, do I get mad the way someone spoke to me? But I'm going to go back to happy days are here again. It's a new day. God makes all things new. And so that was the beginning of the year for this church. And so that means every, if God says that at the beginning of the year, everybody's heart is going to be attacked in some way. And what do you want to do with it? Because we can actually, if there's a stronghold of fear, if there's a stronghold of self-pity, if there's a stronghold of being a victim, you can actually go back and hide in fear and shame and blame. We can all do that, right? And so God doesn't blame us for even blaming. He bore that on the cross. He doesn't, he doesn't blame us for being fearful. He doesn't blame us for shame. He says, don't exchange my glory for shame, Psalm 4. He'll, he says that to me whenever I'm doing that. I made you glorious. I adorned you with my glory. It's from the inside out. You are my glory. Christ in you is my hope of glory. God's most pleased when we're fully alive. That's his glory. So fully alive is happy. Fully alive is not dread and shame and fear. So God said at the beginning of the year, this is the year of cheer, to cast out dread and fear. So we just have to agree with that. So Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the, all the testimonies. I heard so many good testimonies this week of divine trades. Amazing. I heard somebody that was so brutally assaulted that after God showed up and healed them, all they could do was laugh. That's all they could do was laugh. All they could do was hours. Like, I don't mean like, <laughs> I mean like every thought was laughter. They laughed and guess what? You're laughing at the enemy. God's laughing at the enemy. This is not your portion. This is not your nature. This is not who you are. I'm laughing at your enemies. This is somebody that was brutally assaulted. 
You know, I wish I got a download like that. Mine's little by little. By, I'm like that tree that just puts out a leaf or puts out a branch, a little piece there, little joy here, little joy there. This person was rocked to the feet, to every root with joy. So what kind of impact is that person going to make in the body of Christ? Every person that is wounded, because wounded by and whatever, I think most wounds come from authority. But we don't always admit it. Most wounds come from the way that we were raised. And you can say, I was raised in the best family ever. I had a really good family. It's how your little heart perceived it. It's, you know, you could have five siblings and they'll all have a different version of mom and dad. And they'll all have a different version of each other. And, and it's all through how they perceived what they received in that and now what they believed. Now what they believe. And so that's where jealousy comes in and selfish ambition and... And, but everything comes from, from our past that it tries to affect our right now and tries to affect his authority. His authority is life. Most times when I ask people, what do you think authority is, they'll say power because that's the only authority they've known. They've been overpowered. No isn't being overpowered. I went to a, a friend's house and I picked up, their son was having um, just rejection issues, a huge spirit of rejection. I picked up the pillow, his pillow, and I put, put my head on his pillow. And I said, God, what is it? God said he was rejected at birth. So I just asked the mother, were you hoping for a daughter? She said, no. But my whole family was, was disappointed that he was a boy. Can you imagine being passed around as a newborn and every single family member is disappointed you're a boy? I mean, you, you think, and then it gets compounded because every time someone looks at them like that, it's going to be, well, you weren't the girl. Wow, you know, disappointment. So there's going to be rejection. There's going to be disappointment. There's not going to be received. There's all kinds of things there, not being heard or seen or known. There's all kinds of things that interrupt the authority of life in our lives. And God is, he says, I want to touch those places. I want them brought to the light. That's what good counsel is. That you don't leave them hidden. You let his authority, it's not power. And so even with a teenager that you say no to, it can feel to them like complete rejection. I, as, as a pastor, I've pastored in other churches, no can feel like complete rejection. Why? Because God wants to heal that place of rejection. And it's so, but they don't know that they felt that all their life. And God's saying, I'm touching it because the no is, what I want you to come to me. I want you to hear me. I want you to see me. I want you to have communion with me. I want you to rest in my presence, in my hands. I want you to know the cross took this away, that Jesus died for this, that I'm giving you a resurrection day. I'm giving you truth in that lie. Then we're going to take away that lie and we're going to give you truth and truth's going to make you free, and you're going to have a new day. So we, this, today's a new day. When we worship the last song, ask God, God, what am I holding on to that you want me to give to you? And then say, and God, what are you giving to me? Because it'll be truth that makes you free. It'll be a portion of the Godhead. It'll be his character name, his way. It'll be who he is in you so that we're not afraid of people and we're not bound by fear. Do you think, what do you think? If that scripture's on the door, God has not given us a spirit of fear. What do you think is possible 
could be a stronghold in this area. Because he's saying, just like we are the Junction Covenant Church. So everything that comes away, everything that tries to destroy covenant, in other words, he made covenant. It's new covenant. He keeps it. He gives it. It's a gift. He gave his son. He gave us the new day. So if we remove the covenant, we'll never, we'll never experience the new day because we'll just do it our way. There's a scripture that says in the Old Testament, they were doing right in their own eyes. Sadducees and, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, doing right in their own eyes, doing good stuff. They had the word frontwards and backwards. My gosh, they had it on their forehead. <laughs> Didn't help them. They died in unbelief, dealt in unbelief. God, you are word and spirit. You are word and spirit. We, our surrender is yes to Holy Spirit. The word without Holy Spirit is powerless. It's like dividing up the Godhead. God has given every one of us his Holy Spirit. And that's what makes a holy communion here. And that's what makes a marriage holy. A holy body. One generation. We have one God. You know he sees one generation? He sees Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Israel. He says the same thing to them every generation. Because he sees one because he wants the fullness in our bloodlines. He wants us to give a generational inheritance to our bloodlines. And it's word and spirit. Stand on the word of God, it's your foundation. Can you go to the next, uh, I don't know what I did with uh, my, I don't even know what's on the next one. Um, actually, okay, I'm gonna share a little bit of a testimony here, so I'm gonna ask the, um, Noah to stop the live stream.